and unsurpassed penetrating and perfect dharma is rarely met with even in a hundred thousand million kalpas. Having it to see and listen to, to remember and accept, I vow to taste the truth of the Tathagata's words. Morning. I was around at various koans, and I came across this old chestnut from the Book of Serenity. Chinyuan and the Price of Rice. A monk asked Chinyuan, what is the meaning of Buddhism? Chinyuan said, what is the price of rice in Luling? What is the price of rice in Luling? So Chinyuan was a student of uh, the sixth ancestor of Huaynam, old Kaoshi, which is where he taught. And he had a famous exchange with Huaynun when he called on the sixth, the sixth patriarch, otherwise known as Huaynun. He immediately asked, "What work should be done so as to as to not fall into steps and stages?" The patriarch said, "What have you done?" Chingwan said, "I do not even practice the holy truths." The patriarch said, if even the holy truths are not practiced, what steps and stages are there? And the sixth ancestor of the patriarch considered Chingwan to be a profound capacity. Then later, when he was a teacher, he, he, that was his answer. What is the meaning of Buddhism is a question that arises in the koan tradition. Sometimes it's, why did Bodhidharma come from the West? Or what is Buddha? And I'm sure you know that there are answers like a shit stick, or the what is it, the cedar tree in the garden, or the temple gate. And this one is what is the price of rice in Luling? Luling was a place that was a um, central marketplace for rice. It was a rice growing region that was well known. So maybe it would have been, I've been thinking about this, what would be an example here? And I thought, well, maybe it would be, what, what is the, uh, what is the rate of hog futures in Chicago? I thought of a burrito in uh, the Mission District. Or an iPhone in Cupertino. Yeah. So, but but that's kind of not the point, though. He he was pointing at. He wasn't really talking about the price of rice in Luling, or the future price of hogs in Chicago. You know, you know the uh, Carl Sandburg poem. I think it is Carl Sandburg, the Chicago, the the hog butcher of the world sort of a non-vegetarian <laughs> example. I thought about saying corn, but I don't really know if Chicago was the corn capital. I mean, it is, a, it is where they have agricultural futures markets. The poem, the verse for this koan is, the accomplishing work of great peace has no sign, 
The family way of the peasants is most pristine. Only concerned with village songs and festival drinking, how would they know of the virtues of Shun or the benevolence of Yao? These are people who, uh, they're Shen and Yao, Shun and Yao, their sincerity had natural influence. And the commentary says, could festival drinking and village songs be a match for the ma that? Could they? What is he pointing at? Added sayings. A monk asked Chinyuan, what is the great meaning of Buddhism? And a minor, the parameters, a minor official often thinks of the rules. And then Chinyuan said, what is the price of rice in Lu Ling? An old general doesn't talk of soldiering and doesn't talk about festival drinking and singing either. We need to drink and sing. It doesn't have to be alcohol, but we're peasants. We're foolish common people. We need to drink and sing. Everybody needs to drink and sing and dance. Uh, Stone Creek, where I lectured recently uh, in Sebastopol, uh, is, is after my talk, there, the, the were questions and answers. And she said something about how uh, she was a dancer and this Zen practice seemed pretty, I don't know, I, I think she, she may have said somber, but something like that, that it was sort of, I'm trying not to say rigid, she didn't say that, but just something that seemed sort of repressed, and she didn't use that word either, what she meant, and she wanted to know about dancing. And I said, of course there's dancing, and so we did, we did, you know what jazz hands is? I had just recently learned that, you know, like you put your palms up and then wiggle your hands around, it's jazz hands. Anyway, so we did that. <laughs> you could call service dancing if you want, but I prefer, I don't know if you remember when we had the anniversary, the first, I don't know, was it 10 years or something of this place? Nick Phillips played When the Saints Go Marching In, and we, we quickly circumambulated around both both uh, Z1 and Z2. That was definitely dancing. What are your concerns? What is the price of rice and luling? And what does he mean by that? How do you see it? Well, I would say two things. One, I, d I don't know. On the other hand, I think it's a it's a challenge to sit with it, perhaps. Like there is no easy answer. So, Liam, what is the meaning of Buddhism? What is the price of rice in Lu Ling? Be engaged. I think so. I think both. Uh, yes, yes. And Buddhism is not some esoteric thing over there that you could kind of get. I mean, I like that commentary about it. Uh, a minor official often thinks of the, the rules. And, uh, 
And here is this is the same guy, the, the respondent, Jingwan, is the same one that said that he doesn't even um, follow the holy truths and he's, he's, he does not want to fall into steps and stages. And it sounds like this, the monk that asked the question is uh, falling into steps and stages. And what is Xinguan saying? The everyday. And it's being engaged in the everyday. And it's just, um, maybe you could say it's just, I mean, Zach said it, you sit with it. It is doing Buddhism or doing Zen. It isn't thinking about Zen or which which of the uh, ox herding pictures am I in now? Have I gotten to riding the ox backwards, playing my flute? Am I still struggling? You know, as if you really could do it in steps and stages. And, and uh, once you uh, learn to guide the ox, then you can ride the ox. And then you will then never go back to having to tame the ox again. Well, <laughs> good luck, because it just doesn't work like that. You have to do the ox. I like the notion of it's nothing special. It's sort of every day. And for me, I think part of the everydayness is just noticing, not looking and finding, but something happens and you just notice it. And um, yesterday, a friend, some friends brought over some beets. They had a, a lot of beets they were growing. And um, one of them was looking at some photos I had up and, and she said, you know, how did you know to take that photo? And I said, well, it just looked like, a, you know, that would be a good photo. Um, I wasn't looking for one, so maybe there's a little bit of that kind of thing involved. Yeah. It also says the, the family way of the peasants is most pristine, only concerned with village songs and festi festival drinking. Actually, I imagine the peasants are also concerned with uh, growing things and raising chickens, whatever else. But their concerns are basic, basic survival things and drinking and singing and dancing. And we're the peasants too. We're also Shun and Yao, I suppose. But that notion of it being pristine is important, I think. It, 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 not pristine in the sense of pure and clean. <laughs> they dress in purely pure, clean, white clothing, dance about daintily. Not that. But it's, it's, uh, it's simple in the sense of simply this, or just this. When you dance, dance. When you sing, sing. When you drink, drink eat. 
And that is our practice. Adept said, you know, when I'm tired, I sleep. When I'm hungry, I eat. And Mel once said, that doesn't mean that he just eats and sleeps when he needs to. <laughs> and I've been chewing on that ever since. And it doesn't just mean do the next thing. Just as go wash your bowl doesn't just mean do the next thing. And what a great answer, you know. Tell me the meaning of Buddhism, or is it the great meaning? The great meaning of Buddhism. When you ask a question like that, you're but you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get a dope slap. And uh, that was a relatively kind one. I think they're often and the, the shit stick might have been a quite a surprise to whoever got that one, but other the others are just pointing at something cedar tree in the courtyard and the gate and the rice in Luling. It's got to include the price of the rice in Luling. And I, I'm just thinking about it now, it, it, including the price of the rice. I mean, if that's, or if that's your, if, if you have something to do with it, of course you care about it. Or if you eat rice in China in those days, you probably care about it. If you're if you're somebody who buys food for a family, care about it. <laughs> Maybe they should it should have been. What is the price of gasoline in San Francisco? And so we need to care about it, but care about it. <laughs> I like the in a pristine way, in a sense of not not being so bound up in it. It's one of the things that's part of your, if it is part of your life, then care about it. Then do what you need to do. And without mucking it up with a lot of grand theories and uh, concern about whether you're doing it right or not, or what stage you're in, or whether you, are, you know what the great meaning is. This brings it back to life, or brings it back to, it's just grounding. What's, what's the great meaning? What's the price of rice in Luling? You're here? Are you, are you engaged in your community, in your life? You go off with all that idea nonsense. Sit down and shut up. And the, uh, the, uh, the verse, you know, the accomplishing work of great peace has no sign, nothing extra. That's our work. The accomplishing work of great peace is our work. It has no sign. And the family way of the peasants is most pristine. They just do peasant, which is probably not true, but it'll do, if you think of it as, um, that's our effort, that our, that, our, that our life be most pristine in the sense of simply being engaged in it without anything extra. 
and do be engaged with it. Because, you know, especially our practice here in this country, so much more of a lay practice. And that means being engaged with your life and your community and your livelihood and your dogs. So it's a great one to think about the uh, price of rice and Lu Ling. Liam, did you did you did you do the Book of Serenity when you were doing cons? I, I don't imagine you did. Uh, we got partway through it. I don't remember if I maybe up to 40 or something like that. Well, this is number five. Yeah, we, we, I'm sure we did it. I think, I think we said something about the cost of Gravenstein apples in Sebastopol or something. But <laughs> that's, really weird. that's good. I think the other important aspect I would say is, I think it was maybe the first thing that Zach said is, uh, I don't know, that kind of honoring that not knowing. It's also, you know, it's not just, that's mm -hmm. a big piece too. Yes. Yeah, well, and um, the, uh, you know, the, the first exchange, the exchange that I read about with, with uh, Hainang with the sixth ancestor. So I'm reading Andy Ferguson's version. I think that exchange with Hainang is famous. Upon hearing that the sixth ancestor was preaching at, at uh, Kaoshi, he traveled there to study with him. Shengxi, which is the same Qingyuan, asked the sixth ancestor, in all that I do, how can I avoid falling into stages of spiritual development? The sixth ancestor said, how do you practice? Xing Shi said, I don't even practice the Four Noble Truths. The Sixth Ancestor says, what stages have you fallen into? Xing said, without even studying the Four Noble Truths, what stages could I have fallen into? The Sixth Ancestor esteemed Xing ability. And the, the commentary says that uh, although there are Many in the congregation, Xingzhi was selected as head monk. He's like the second ancestor who, not speaking, attained the marrow. And uh, he received Dharma transmission from Huainang. Uh, but it seems like that, that attitude of not, not wanting to think of practice as steps and stages, even, even in terms of the Four Noble Truths, is, is what you're pointing at, or at least how I understand what both of you are pointing at, is it, uh, to simply be present and have, have the, I don't know, intention of paying attention. And then if a picture shows up, you take it. And when, as soon as you think you know, then you're in trouble. <laughs> but if you're practicing, you, that, that happens, and then the universe is going to give you a dope slap, and then you'll remember <laughs> that you don't know. So that was helpful. And don't forget to sing and dance. 
And I think that's all I have to say. Anything else? Anybody else? I like grabbing steam apples because I kept trying to think of something that was really local to a place, you know, and, and mission burritos are, for one thing, they're too complicated, but also they're, um, they're so universal now. And each one is different. So I like, so I, if, if ever I lecture about this again, I'm going to, I'll give uh, rocks. Especially at Stone Creek. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's probably not going to, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if I lecture there again, but probably, of course, I could lecture on this one because I haven't lectured that on that there. I try to remember to write down what I talk about at these other places because sometimes people actually remember and then, and I don't, and I lecture there again a year later, anyhow. Okay. These are numberless. I vow to save them. Illusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it.